。今日准备平安。Peace be to you, dear brothers and sisters。那我就我就马上想上帝启明这个系列的信息。Let's continue on in our series, God's Vessel。今日我第一书第七个第八九。Today let's look at Daniel's chapter seven and eight。God's enduring kingdom and the fleeting governments of this world. Now, Daniel is chapter 12. There are 12 chapters in the book of Daniel. And we can simply divide it into two sections. Chapter one to six talks about the history. Well, chapters seven to twelve are、uh, contains a prophecy. Now, take this as a metaphor to explain. To look at this,、uh, the literal、uh, literary structure of it. The first six chapters are narrative literature. While chapters seven to twelve are apocalyptic literature. What is apocalyptic? It's prophesying what will happen in the future. Chapters seven to twelve talks about this apocalyptic literature. Daniel is giving us a glimpse of what will happen in the future. So that we will see one thing. God is a God of history. Not only does He know what is in the past, He knows what is happening right now. And He also knows what will happen in the future. Because everything is in God's hand. Dear Christians, if we truly believe that the past, present, and future is in God's hands, so we don't really need to worry about our future. Because what will happen tomorrow is are all in God's hands. Let us not forget one thing. God is the God who's there in the past, who's here in the present, and who will be there in the future. Why do we?、Uh, why are we studying two chapters today? Because the structures of chapters seven and eight are very similar. It's only their focal point that's different. Chapter seven is in response of、uh, to chapter twelve, the great image that was、uh, mentioned there. Talks about the head of gold, the silver chest, the brass belly, and the legs of iron. The future. Well, chapter eight is a detailed explanation about the silver chest and the brass belly. Let's look at this chart for us to have a clearer idea. Chapter seven, verse one, and chapter eight, verse one talks about the vision's background. Chapter seven, verses. Two to fourteen and chapter eight verses three to fourteen talks about the vision's substance. Chapter seven verses fifteen to twenty-seven and chapter eight verses fifteen to twenty-six talks about the vision's interpretation. So the structure of these two chapters are identical. Let's look at、uh, these two chapters. Let's talk about the vision's background. Chapter seven, verse one, and chapter eight, verse one. Chapter seven, verse one. 
，但伊你伫这个场顶做一个梦，看到老中的遗像，就记录这个这个梦所所启动的大意。In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. Visions passed through his mind as he was lying in bed. He wrote down the substance of his dream. Chapter eight, verse one. In the third year of King Belshazzar's reign, I, Daniel, had a vision after the one. That had already appeared to me. Chapter seven, verse It was the third year of King Belshazzar's reign. He had another dream. He had another dream. He saw this vision of a ram and this mountain goat. And what does these two verses tell us? It talks about the historical background of these two dreams that Daniel had. And that he was not just making this story up. There is there are historical backgrounds to these two dreams. A lot of people in this world will claim that they had visions, they have dreams. What? But when they describe it, it's full of strange things. They'll describe whatever they want. But there are no basis for these dreams. You know how the how the religion of Mormon came about. Uh, this book of Mormon that was written by the, his its founder Joseph Smith. This is his own words. That he had this dream, his vision. There was this angel of God that came before him. That they give him pieces of gold. And these gold pages have words written on them. And and there were written uh, words inscribed on these gold uh, gold leaves. And this were this formed the basis of the Book of Mormon. And from that came the religion of uh, Mormon. There are no historical basis for this. And that all, and he claimed that all these gold pieces of gold were taken back by the angel. So they don't know where this these pieces of gold are are located right now. If we believe in these things, this is not called faith, but this is called superstition. Dear church, our faith is based on something that is historical. There is a foundation to our faith. It's not, it's not just superstition. So for us to understand this more clearly, 60% of what's in the Bible are historical stories. It is to prove to us that there are historical bases to the what uh, to the 
things that are written in the Bible. These two verses shows us that the visions and dreams that Daniel had had historical basis. Uh, second, let's look at the substance of these visions. Chapter 7, verses 2 to 14 and chapter 8 verses 3 to 14. Let's first look at chapter 7 verse, verses 2 to 14. This talks about the, uh, the emergence of these four beasts. These four beasts came out of the water. Why did they come out of the, the water? There's a Chinese saying that's that's e- that can easily explain this. When we see a lot of people, we see sea of people. So it's, it's so, so out of the multitude came these four beasts. It's from, it means that from the, the vast history came these four beasts. The first beast looks like a lion with wings. But these wings were broken off. And it stood up on its hind legs like, like a human. And they took out the heart of this, uh, this lion and gave them the heart of man. The second beast is just like a bear. But there were three ribs that were that were that were in its mouth. And this um, uh, this bear had uh, had consumed a lot of flesh. The third beast. It's just like a leopard. But it has four heads. And four wings. But the fourth beast is the most fearsome beast. Because Daniel said, I don't know how to describe this beast. It was just so frightening. So this was a monster. There were that uh, that monster had ten horns. But there was a small horn that came out. And as the small horn came out, it uh, it broke off three other horns. And there were eyes, human eyes, on on that small horn, and it, it had a mouth like a human being that speak that spoke. And it spoke boastful words. These are the contents or the substance of these four beasts. Suddenly, that there is a throne that came out from heaven. It said the ancient one appeared seated on the throne. Its, uh, uh, its uh, robe is so white. And it's, uh, it's, uh, the hair of the ancient ones was white as wool. And on that throne had flaming wheels. And millions and millions of angels stood before that throne. And there he gave his judgment. Daniel saw this little horn that came before the throne. And it was judged by the ancient one that was seated on the throne. 
路尾呢？ And later on， 忽然间，但系呢块度直接穿住连珠嘅人嚟，高只嘅宝座，只系头前。Suddenly appeared a figure just like a son of man。啲就官兵。That he had authority。啲就荣耀，啲就国度。He had a, he had glory and he had power。各行各国各民拢敬拜伊。And everybody in this world, the whole world worshipped him。这是第这个第七条这个四修嘅内容。These these contains、uh, the substance of these four beasts that's found in chapter seven。但是伊冇你冇你冇嘅解释。But he did. That explain further. Later we will explain. If you are to look at chapter eight, verses three to fourteen, talks about the mountain goat and the ram. Daniel saw another vision. There was a mountain goat that had two horns. Uh, this ram had had two horns. So one horn was longer than the other. That it it traveled north, south, and west, and 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 and、uh, consumed and and rain over these places. Nobody can、uh, can subdue this、uh, this ram. That's why it felt so powerful. It did whatever it wanted to do. Later on, he saw this mountain goat that appeared. It had only one horn. And this was even a more powerful goat. And it ran throughout the whole world. And it ran so fast that its legs doesn't even touch the floor, the ground rather. So it represents the speed on which which this mountain goat was running. So when this mountain goat saw this ram, it attacked the ram. And destroyed the horns that were there on the ram. And this mountain goat did whatever it wanted. But when the, when its peak came, and that that、uh, horn broke off. And、uh, after it broke off, four other horns came out. And after these four horns appeared, another small horn appeared. And it again spoke boastful words. And it took away all the sacrifices of the Lord. And it destroyed the temple of the Lord. And Daniel heard these two angels、uh, spoke to each other. So one angel asked the other angel. When will how long will this this um this mountain goat with its horn con-、uh, desecrate the temple of the Lord? And the other angels、uh, answered. It needs two thousand three hundred years. Oh, two thousand three hundred days, rather. It's for two hundred, two thousand three hundred words. It days. It will be under the control of this ram, of this goat, rather. These are the substance that of these two two goats. What does this mean? Let's thank God because the Bible gave us its. 
explanation. When you look at chapter 7, verses 15 to 27, talks about uh, these, the, the explanation or interpretation for the dream of these four beasts. These four beasts represent four kings and four empires. And these are these are kings and empires that can be found throughout history. But after the fourth beast, the most high will come and reign forever. forever and ever and ever. It will reign here forever and ever. But the, the main point of this uh, interpretation focused, focused on the fourth beast. Because this fourth beast is totally different from the first three beasts. This is the monster that had ten horns. This ten horns represents ten kingdoms or ten kings. And after these ten horns, there will appear a, a small horn. And this small horn will destroy the first three horns. And this small horn had eyes. It had mouth that spoke boastful words. It shows us that this little horn is totally different from the ten other horns. That it is very powerful. That it battled with the saints. And it it can overcome the saints. It will continue to do so until the day of judgment for that little horn comes. And the angels spoke to Daniel. This, this fourth uh, beast will be the fourth kingdom in the future. This will be a, this will be the kingdom that will that will uh, be in conflict with God, God's people. And for three and a half years, all the saints will be. Uh, placed into its hand until the day of judgment, until the, the judge will come. And the power of this beast will be lifted from it. And because of that, the beast will be facing God's judgment. Then, then the whole world will be under the power of of the Almighty One. This is the explanation found in the book of Daniel. We thank God that we can look at history and explain this even more. Because right now we know more than Daniel. Not because we're more intelligent than Daniel. Because we have the history of 2,000 plus years that we can look back to. It's four beasts. Talks about four kingdoms. The first beast. This lion with wings. This talks about the, the Babylonian Empire. Babylonian Empire. 
The symbol of the Babylonian Empire is this lion that can fly. The second beast is the is the bear. Kim It talks about the Middle Persian Empire. The third beast is the leopard. It talks about the Greek dynasty. This fourth beast. This monster. If we are to look at it from the historical point of view. After this Greek Empire is the Roman Empire. So it's very clear that this fourth piece should prob- should most likely be talking about the Roman Empire. And from that from the uh, Roman Empire, they came out a little horn. Antichrist. This small horn will represent the future Antichrist coming out. And its power came, comes from Satan. That's why its power is different from the powers of other. For three and a half years, all the saints will be under the control of this uh, this is little little uh, little horn. Until the Lord comes back the second time. Then he will face the judgment of our Lord. This is the explanation of the dream of four beasts. When we look at chapter 8, verses 15 to 26, it talks about the explanation of the two goats. These are words that were spoken to Daniel by the angel. It says that ram with two horns represents the medial Persian Empire. Well, the, the mountain goat with just one horn represents the Greek Empire. This Greek Empire will, uh, this, uh, this mountain goat will destroy the, the ram. Just like how the Greek Empire overcame the Middle Persian Empire. This uh, mountain goat had only one horn that was broken off, and from it came four other horns. It represents uh, one king that one kingdom that was divided into four. But these four kingdoms and their four kings did not surpass the power of that one king. And from it came out a little horn. And the whole world will be under the control of that little horn. And this little horn will be very powerful, but very wicked, very evil. And it battled with the saints. And for 2,300 days, all the saints will be under the control of this little horn. But there will come a day when God will destroy this little horn. This is the explanation of Daniel. As we look at the historical uh, explanation for this, we see from history after the Medo Medo Persian Empire rose the Greek Empire. Of course, we know the founder of the Greek Empire is Alexander the Great. This was a brilliant military genius. 
For a very short time, he was he swiftly conquered the whole of Europe. But after 33 years, he died. Just like the horn that was broken off. And the territory that Alexander the Great conquered was divided into four kingdoms, divided into four kingdoms given to his four generals. So one horn became four horns. But these four kingdoms did not compare to the power of this one kingdom. Later on, from it comes a little horn. And that little horn is one of the antichrists that Comes, that came out from history. There's, a, uh, there's this idea that we really need to understand. This world is filled with many antichrists. Everybody who uses his own power to to go against God and God's people are called antichrists. Just like the, the kings of the Roman Empire, these are all antichrists in today's world. Everybody who's a ruler in this world and who uses his power to oppose God and God's people are antichrists. But in the future, there will be this special antichrist. This will be the antichrist who has power from Satan. He's not an ordinary antichrist. He's the antichrist. But in this uh, four beasts, there's this little horn that comes out. And that little horn from the four beasts talks about the Antichrist. But the little horn that came out from the from the four horns of this mountain goat talks about the one of the many Antichrists that, that arose from history. But this one is very special. Because it can predict the, the future of uh uh, and represent the future to Antichrist. I'm, I'm hoping that you can understand what I'm saying. This is like a preview. In the future, there will be the Antichrist that will look like this Antichrist. If we are to look at history, who is this person? During the uh, Greek Empire, there was this bad king that came out. It's called uh, King Antiochus uh, IV. It's one of the most wicked. He's one of the most wicked king that came out. She, uh, he brought prostitutes to the temple to, to perform uh, all these sexual acts. And there he, he dedicated uh, pork pork in, in, our, in the temple. And he, uh, 
prohibited the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, from having circumcision. And he stopped and prohibited the observation of all uh, Israelites, uh, Israel's uh, fest, uh, festivals. And, and instead he, started, he established the image of Zeus inside the, the temple of God. So he's one of the most wicked king ever in history. And during that time, it was one of the worst times for the Jewish people. And the Jewish people couldn't stand it anymore. In 163, 65 BC, it talks about the, the revolt in This is the family of a, a priest, a, a clan of a priest. And this clan. Uh, instigated the whole Israelites to come up and revolt against this king. So for that very short period of time, Israel was free. This king. This, is, uh, this king is a preview of the Antichrist that will come in the future. Because in the future, there will be an Antichrist similar to this person. He will go to the, the temple of God and he will stop all the offerings. And he will declare himself as God. And he will do battle with God's people. But there will be no clan of Maccabee that will come out. But God's kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ will, will, uh, will appear. This is the explanation or interpretation of the dream of four beasts and the dream of these two goats. So I'd like you to see this last thing. These two chapters. What is its purpose for us to know about these these two, these two chapters. I'd like to share with you three important applications from these two chapters. Number one, from these two chapters, we learn firstly that the tempor uh, about the temporal nature of kingdoms of this world and the interna internality of eternality of God's kingdom. explanation, in common explanation, traditional explanation of the four beasts. Babylon, This um, Babylonian Empire, Medo Persian Empire, Greek Empire, and the Roman Empire. This is traditional explanation. This, this is the traditional explanation. In the past uh, decade, there was a new theolog a theological explanation for this. It talks about this uh, this lion with wings. This this is not the Babylonian Empire, but this is United States. But this bear is not the media Persian, but it is Russia. This leopard is not 
the Greek, but it's Germany. Because the, the symbol of Germany then is this leopard. But in reality, the main focus is not which country these beasts represent. Instead, its focus is that throughout history, God will arrange different kingdoms to come out. Each of these great empires are temporary. At the end of uh, the, the time of uh, or era of an empire, another empire will come out. But one day there will be an empire that will come out and it's, it will last forever. If, if you have some knowledge of Chinese history, China, China has 5,000 plus years of history. It went through different and many dynasties. The most famous is five dynasties. After each dynasty, there will be another dynasty. But have you noticed? These two chapters talk about one thing. Suddenly, a throne will appear. And seated on that throne is the Ancient of Days. And he will sit on that throne forever. Because his kingdom is forever. You know, recently China has been on the rise. In fact, people are predicting that after 20 years, China will overtake the United States as the main superpower of this world. So it's truly China number one. Of course, for many traditional Chinese, they will be very happy with this. Especially those Chinese who went through Second World War. How China was almost destroyed during World War II and how it's going up again. It filled them with it fills them with joy. But as Christians, we have to be far-sighted. Remember, one day. Whether it's uh, United States, China, uh, Russia, or Japan, or any other country, all of them will, will, will die down one day. There's no kingdom that's forever in this world. In the future, there will only be one kingdom that is eternal. It's the kingdom that will be established by Jesus Christ. So we have to ask ourselves this very important question. Am I part of this kingdom or not? When this kingdom appears, am I going to be part of this kingdom? May the Lord help us. God will establish this kingdom for you and for me.
So it's my hope that you and I will be part of it. That we will be together once more in God's kingdom. That's why it's important for you to accept Christ as your personal savior in your life. There's no other way for you to gain entry into this kingdom. Unless you are born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless you. Born again. That we that you need to be born again. That you need to be born again from top down. So that you when you accept Christ, your life will truly be born again. Second message. How do we use it? It talks about it shows us about the arrogance and viciousness of worldly kingdom and the justice and righteousness of God's kingdom. We know that chapter 2 is and chapter 7 are reflective of each other. The dream uh, this chapter uh, chapter talks about the, the dream of this golden Im- uh, this great image. While chapter 7 talks about the dream of the four beasts. In fact, if you are to look at this great image, it's truly the four beasts. What does it mean? This golden head is represented by the lion with wings. This silver chest is represented by the bear. This bronze belly is represented by by the leopard with, with wings. For the legs of iron is represented by this monster with ten horns. Then you will say, how come they, they look so different? One is uh, gold, silver, bronze, and, and iron, while the others are four beasts. You know what this means? When we are to look at it, from, when we look at this world from human point of view, oh, that this world is full of glory. Just like gold, silver, bronze, and iron. These are precious metals. But in God's eyes, in chapter 7, that this, the worldly kingdom is very uh, very vicious, very wicked, just like beasts. If uh, you go back and study these two chapters, that uh, these words were used to describe, often used to describe these four beasts. That they are very boastful. They, they are very boastful and they they do whatever they want. They, when they speak, they are very boastful. Just like the, uh, the way we are describing the, the, this world today. Let's look at the past thousand plus years history. Whether it's the Eastern Kingdom or the Western Kingdom. That this world's kingdom are very were very very vicious. Hitler killed 
six million Jews. You see, Russia, this Lenin's Stalinism, he killed a lot of people. And Stalin killed even more people. During the Cultural Revolution in China, a lot of people were killed. During the Second World War, Japan, Japan killed a lot of Chinese. And in the 200 years history of the United States, they have killed so many people. This is the world, uh, this is the kingdom of the world, your church. They are like beasts. Your church. So we shouldn't be diehard advocates for any kingdom or any countries in this world. No, there are no perfect countries in this world. I am Chinese, but I am not going to say China is perfect. Maybe you look at yourselves as Filipino in our country, you know it's not perfect. But we thank God. One day, a perfect and a fair and just kingdom will come out. It will be the kingdom that will be established by Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Psalm 89 verse 14, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. This world, which country can we say are truly righteous and just? No. Because there's no president, there's no king, there's no general who's truly righteous or just. But we thank God. Because in the future, a kingdom will come. And Jesus Christ will be our king. And he's perfectly righteous and he's perfectly just. That's why his kingdom will be perfectly righteous and perfectly just. The same question. Are you part of this kingdom? May the Lord help you. Last one. Talks about the kingdoms of this world are in chaos, but the Most High remains in sovereign control. From these two chapters, we learn about the chaotic nature of this of the kingdoms of this world. One kingdom will will overcome the other kingdom as, as it establishes itself as the dominant kingdom. And the fourth beast came out. Another a little horn came out. And it destroyed the three other horns. It tells, tells us that there's no stability in the kingdoms of this world. When this mountain gold came out, and it destroyed the, the horns of the ram. But its single horn also fell off. It became four horns. Again, it shows us the instability of the kingdoms of this world. The same will, will be our, our, um, our outlook for the future in the future kingdom. There's instability and there's no peace in this world. It's unavoidable that we will face persecution. 
Recently, I received a message. I still need to verify whether this is true or not. But it tells about something that's frightening. Canada passed a law in the, this year. Canada pass, supposedly passed this law in January 2022 that any pastor or church who tries to convince people from a homosexual lifestyle can be penalized with seven years imprisonment. I don't know if this is true or not. But regardless, during the end times, it will be more and more difficult for us to hold on to the truth of God's word. Please remember, this most high God will come and take control. Yes, uh, the uh, Christians will be placed under its, uh, his control for 1,320 days. 60 days. Uh, 60 days. These are times, these are a period of time that was uh, predetermined by God. What does this mean? Everything is in God's hand. Dear church, in this unstable world, let me ask you this question. Do you still believe that God remains in control? If you believe, I, I know that your life will be completely different. May the Lord speak to you. Let's pray. Dear God, Heavenly Father, as we come before you, we thank you so much for reminding us once more how unstable and how temporal this world is. We thank you, dear Lord, that your kingdom is forever. Your kingdom is eternal. That in you, we have eternal hope. We have stability only in you, Lord. That only you are truly righteous and just. That we should trust in you instead of depending and placing our trust and faith in the, in the system of this world. Help us to stand firm and trust you and live for you. Help us to confess with our mouth and our, with our lives, Lord, that you are our Lord and Savior, that we can lead other people into knowing you so that all of us will be under your kingdom, will be under your reign, Lord. When, you, when, your, when, you, when the time comes for you to establish your kingdom, we will be part of you, Lord. Amen. This is our prayer with thanksgiving in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Next week, we will be talking about this very difficult to explain vision that Daniel had, the, visions, uh, the vision of the 77s. It's found in Daniel chapter 9. Study this in advance. And let's study this together next week. God bless. God bless.